0: Okay, so today's daf is La Merchet in uh, Masechet Yoma. We are at the Mishnah where we left off yesterday. Uh, it's three wide lines down. So if you start from the wide lines, you go three lines. I see the Mishnah there. these are the people who are... Because we spoke yesterday, the Mishnah recorded uh, in the previous daf, people who had made contributions that were positive to the Beit HaMikdash. They had... Uh, you know done something to to improve the quality of you know or or to add something uh to to the building that was that was helpful or that was that you know that enhanced the mitzvah now we're talking about people who did things that were negative negative. So, and by the way, we discussed this as I mentioned in Masachet Shkalim, in the uh, you know, we we had discussed the this whole uh, uh, Mishnah was brought up there, and uh, so some of it will sound very familiar to you because the the expansion of the of the Mishnah also was quoted word for word in Masachat Heshkaleh. So it says, <laughs> They didn't they were the people who knew how to make the lechem apanim, the special bread that goes in the Kodesh, and they didn't want to teach it, <laughs> they didn't want to teach. How to properly prepare the Ketoret. They had certain secrets that they kept themselves. So, Gras ben Levi, he knew a certain trick in uh, singing, a certain musical uh, 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 strategies or techniques. He didn't want to teach. <laughs> he had a certain special thing he could do with writing that had to do with writing the Shem Hashem with one hand simultaneously. He could write all four letters of the name of Hashem with one hand by using four different pens on his fingers. And uh, he had this trick he could do. And he wouldn't teach anybody. Um, it's obviously a little bit different than some of the other examples because it's not really something you need. The last two are not really something you need, but they're just techniques that were very impressive that would have been used for a mitzvah, he didn't want to teach them. Um, the first people, the people in the previous Mishnah, says the mention of a tzaddik is for a blessing because those people contributed something positive. However... For these individuals, these people, we say the name of the wicked should rot because they kept this for themselves in their own honor to be able to, to keep a monopoly on whatever special uh, skill they had. And uh, even when it was to the detriment of the Beit HaMikdash, they didn't care. They, they weren't going to divulge their secrets. So tanuga banan and again, this should be very familiar to you, this extended... Uh, unpacking and description of the Mishnah, the Tosefta that was quoted in its in in full in Masechet Shkalim. So we've seen pretty much all this before. There's there's a little bit of uh, you know that might be thrown in that's from the Gemara here, but basically this is going to be something we've all seen. The Beit Garmu, the house of Garmu, knew how to prepare the lechem of panim the special way. They didn't want to teach it, so what happened? Alexandria, because they didn't want to teach anybody else, so the rabbis considered them like disqualified they didn't want to use their services anymore they said you're not going to teach anybody else fine you're fired that's it if you're not going to teach the next uh, you know teach other people you're going to keep the secrets to yourself we don't want you so they, they went and they sent for people from alexandria they knew how to do like how to create the lechem apanim. It looked like the lechem apanim, but the only thing was, but they didn't know how to remove it from the oven without breaking it. That was the problem because since it had a very special shape, when you remove it from the, it's not just baking it. You have to be able to remove it from the oven without without breaking, you know, without breaking it. So, so therefore, the people from Alexandria they used to bake it on the outside of the oven because if you put it on the inside of the oven and you stick it to the wall of the oven like they used to do with the old uh, ovens, so. Um removing it from there is very tricky, and it's easy to break it, and then you have that shape that like a boat shape that it had will be ruined. So they did it on the outside, unlike what the Beit Gar-Mu could do, which was on the inside. And the those who, the, the Beit Garmu would do it from the inside and still be able to do it. And they would bake it from the inside. So in other words, they would light the fire. They would light the fire inside and they would cook inside. But the people of Alexandria also, even though they were able to preserve the shape of the Lechem apanim by baking it on the outside of the oven wall, they were not able to produce a lechem that didn't spoil over the week, and the Beit Garmu theirs never spoiled over the week. So the rabbis heard and they said, you know what? We're being so particular not to use the services of the Beit Garmu because they won't divulge their trade secrets, but we're doing that to the detriment of the Beit Hamikdash because they're the only people who know how to do it, and maybe we should just give in and take the people who know what they're doing, right? Everything Hashem made, He did it He made it for His own honor. Because it says Hashem created everything for in His name, for His name, and for His honor, meaning that we should just uh, capitulate, basically give in to the Beit Garmul and say, "Fine, you are the ones who know how to do it. Uh, We'll take you back." So they were able to restore them to their position, but. uh, uh, in other words, they, they they wanted they wanted to. In other words, they were willing to allow them to return to their position. But But sit now they have a different problem, which is originally the Chachamim said, well, if you're not going to teach other people, then we don't want you here, and you're fired, right? So now they want them back. It's always harder to bring somebody back oh well, you didn't want me. You know, you said you were going to get somebody better. Oh, you're going to find somebody better. So now you know get the you know why, why are you bothering me now? I thought you were going to get somebody better than me. You know that kind of attitude. So now they said, so they didn't want to come. So So they doubled their salary, you know, and then they were, this happens, and you know, in, 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 nowadays too, you know, you fire somebody, and then they say, because you think you're going to find somebody better, and uh, when you want to take them back, they want more money. They used to take 12 money, which is a huge amount of money, and now they took 24. No, they used to get 24 already, and now they get 48. That's a very, very, very high salary, I and mean, it's a huge amount of money, okay? Because one money, uh could potentially be like, I don't know, 15 or $20,000, so it's, it's, it's a lot of money. Now, why didn't you want to teach? The rabbis wanted to know, okay, now that you're back on the job, we doubled your salary. Why didn't you want to teach? They said... That Abba uh, We know that the Beit Hamikdash is eventually going to be destroyed. Sheno Maybe somebody who is not appropriate is going to learn the way of making the champanim. Avod Avodat and then he will go use the technique of lechem panim for some idolatry because the Beit Hamikdash will be destroyed. and for that we praise them uh, for the following thing: that l'oneim tzed pat nekiyabiyad that they they, didn't, they never allowed their kids to go around with very nice looking bread. Because people would think, oh, they probably snuck them some of the lechem panim in their sandwich, you know, in their lunch, or something like that. So they never let them have nice bread. To fulfill the pasuk that says, you should be clean from Hashem. And from the Jewish people, in other words, that the uh, that you should not only have a reputation. In other words, Hashem does that you did what was right, but other people should also. So shouldn't cast aspersions on you and and think negatively of you because they'll say, oh, they have such nice bread. You know, they have nice bread because they go and they, they skim off the top of the lechem apanim. They take a piece, they give it to their son. That's why they have such nice bread. No, so therefore they never had high quality bread in their family. So nobody would think that they did that, that they were benefiting in some way from lechem apanim. But the point is that even the reasoning for not wanting to divulge their secret, they had it. It was lechem. Shamaim, to uh, to a certain extent, um, we can understand it, and uh, they didn't want it to fall into the wrong hands. And look, if you know a certain trade secret, let's say a person knew how to make, I'll, I'll give an example, le But let's say a person knew how to make uh, unleavened bread, and the church uses unleavened bread for their uh, service. And now that you know the matzah business is do- not doing well, so what's the guy going to do? He says, "Well, you know, Father uh, Patrick wants uh, somebody to make the uh, unleavened bread for the mass. Maybe I'll go and do it for him." So now all of a sudden, the Hasidic guy that was making the Matan Borough Park. He's working for the church. Has, you know, they, they. I remember hearing somebody that uh, someone was in the business of like uh, a salesperson, basically. He came <laughs> to get these like Santa Claus, you know, these Santa <laughs> blow-ups. And it was a Hasidic guy who was, was... My a, Hasidic something. clients yeah. minted the official coin for the Pope's trip to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Okay, that might not be an avodah, but the point is if you... If the guy is a winemaker and he starts making it for the church, he's a matza maker, maker. So it's falling into the wrong hands. Now, there's no real special way that you have to make those things. So maybe it wouldn't be the, exactly the same. But look at the people who took their talents like, uh, uh, you know, and, and made these be- this beautiful music for the non-Jewish holidays and told Jewish people that they made, most of those songs are made by Jews. They could have made us at least one good Hanukkah song. Instead, we have Hanukkah, you know, Chag Tov. That's all they could come up with. You know, it's a, we have pathetic songs. You know, chag kol Nobody can think of something better than that. We have pathetic songs. They have good songs. You know, because the Jews took their talent, they, they did that. Yeah, they paid them. They Jews said, they said, look, the Jewish people, they want to negotiate. They want fifty percent off. I'm gonna go. The non-Jews, you just tell them the price they pay. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. The yeah, they still do. So the point is, that's what they were saying. We don't want this special skill that we have. It's going to fall. They Bet them that won't be here forever. And then these people are making Lechamapanim. They're going to make it for Avodah So we'd rather not tell anybody. We'll guard the secret. That was the idea. Now, Shal Bet Aftinas Oro Tul Al So similarly, the of Aftinas, they didn't want to teach about the Ketorah. So again, they got fired because they refused to share their trade secrets, so they decided to replace them with uh, with people from Alexandria of Mitzrayim again. They knew how to make the ketoret, but the special thing. What about the Keturah was that it went straight up. The smoke went straight up. They couldn't figure out how to do that. So the, the, the bit of dinas they were able to make it go straight up like a stick. But the Egyptian one would spread out to the sides. When the rabbis heard this, that they weren't producing the same quality. so Everything Hashem made, he made it for... His honor. The Pasuk says that everything that Hashem did was for his own sake. They quote a different Pasuk this time, but same concept, right? The idea is that, you know what? Instead of being such sticklers, we, we want to have the best for the Ketor. So we're being so particular that they don't want to devo- divulge their secret. We're not letting them serve. We're trying to replace them, but we can't get the same quality. So we're getting second-rate quality. You know, a lot of times you get what you pay for, like this. You know, like, basically, you, you, you go for, for a second-rate quality for some other reasons. So they said, you know what? Let's bring them back. So shall Chulem Chachamim V'loba. They wouldn't come. So, so what happens? They offered them double the salary. In other words, they were offended that they got fired the first time seemingly. And so they had to double the salary. So One way or another, they got double. Either they were already making an exorbitant. 12 money is not, I guess, that exorbitant, but it's still a lot. Um, but they got double whatever they were making before. Either they went from 12 to 24 or 24 to 48. Why didn't you want to teach it? The rabbis want to know, what's your reason? You're such so stubborn. That even if you were fired, you wouldn't agree to teach it. What's the, what's the deal? We knew that eventually the Beit HaMikdash is going to be destroyed. And same logic. They have a tradition that this is not going to be destroyed. That was a tradition. And they'll take this Ketoret and they'll bring it for the Avodat So therefore, we didn't want that. And there was something positive about them, which was, they never had a, a girl in the family that went out with nice perfume because people would say, Oh, she probably took a little bit of Ketur- Etienne, you know, the their family, no. Could be, but it doesn't not no. necessarily, not necessarily, them. yeah. No. Oh, that's, uh, that, that, that could be that it means that at her wedding. Right? And we, we, so then, and also, yeah. when they would ah. marry from the outside, right? They would make a deal. She wasn't allowed to, uh, to wear perfume. So the, so the girls of the family did not, uh, wear perfume even at their wedding, I guess it means. And the girls that married in it did not wear, uh, oh, they could wear other makeup, just not, not perfume. mean, they didn't want it to, anyone to say, oh, you know why she has such good perfume, you know, that she takes from the so, so fulfill what it says you should be clean from Hashem Umi Israel meaning it shouldn't just be that Hashem knows you did right but people should not cast dispersions uh, on you and, cl- and and make allegations against you so you should you should behave in a way that it doesn't invite people to say things like that, use perfume that everybody knows because people exactly? would because rumors you know it's like start. what nobody ever made a false rumor about you in your life I'm sure they did. Nobody ever made a false rumor about your life because they took some small thing out of context and they made a whole big thing. You're like, what are you talking about? That's not true. You're taking one detail out of context. You make a whole thing out of it. It's it's totally untrue. And uh, it doesn't matter that that if they look closely, they would see that that's, uh, that's uh, some perfume from Macy's, you know. But uh, it doesn't matter. They still already they already decided. They already were posik. Uh, it's happened to me many times, of course. I you know, but it it, it uh, you know when you're a rabbi, that happens. But it's you know it happens to others too. Tanya, the, that's why I'm retiring from this job. Tanya <laughs> <it> says, right. I'm Rabbi Shmuel. <laughs> rabbi Shmuel Once upon a time, I was walking on the way.'" And Umatatechad mebnehim, and I found one of the descendants of this Beit Avtinas. So Amarati Lo, I said to him, Avotecha bechul harbok vodan vatu lemaid makom. You know, your ancestors they wanted to increase their own honor at the expense of God's honor because they didn't want to share their trade secrets. So it says, Achshav kvod makom b'mkomo. The honor of Hashem is in its place, meaning you can't diminish the honor of Hashem. Really, you can't. You can't do that. Um, but their kavod has been diminished, meaning they no longer there's no more bittah b'kadesh, so there was no more opportunity for them to show off their skills that they were so careful about hiding it. So to what end did they hide it? So they they prevented other people from being able to honor Hashem during that time. But now nobody has that, and Hashem is still obviously doesn't require our honor. I'm Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, and now is the pamachat supposed to be taken out? What do they do with the pamachat there? Just to erase it? you. Oh, yeah, it's just not there. Right? So it's not there. So, Sakhri, Ishmael ben Loga. Ishmael ben Loga said to me, Once upon a time, I went with one of the descendants of this Beit Avtinas. We went to pick grass in the field. I guess maybe that's like picking flowers, sort of thing that you would do now. And he said, And according to what it says on the bottom here, He, 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 he cried and he smiled. Or, or laughed. Amar Why did you cry? Amar said to me, I remembered the honor of my family when I, so I cried because I don't have that honor anymore. O Why did you laugh? Amar because I know in the future we're going to get it back. We're going to get the honor back. What reminded you of your family's honor? Amarli said to me, I saw the malehashan. I see in the field here that that special herb that they use to make the smoke go straight up in the ketorah is here. And it just reminded me of the olden days, you know. So, so he said to him, show me. I want to see what the malehashan he said, we have, I, I, we have an oath in our family that we all take, that we're not allowed to tell it to anybody, show it to anybody. So sorry, I can't show you. Once upon a time, I found a certain elder. And he had, like the recipe... Of the uh, of the ketoret, you know, he had the Megillat Samimanimas. It's a you know a, a, a scroll. It's like when you find the great grandmother's recipes, you know, in a box. You know, they find the same the same thing. I said to him, He said, Where are you from? Meaning, where did you get this from? bit and I'm from the house of Avtinas. We have the, I'm from that family. We have the ketoret recipe right here. Okay. And, uh, what do you have? I have the list of the, uh, of the, of the herbs, the spices of the ketot. He said, I want to see it. Amarli. Now, that's a different attitude. The kid didn't want to reveal it. He's like, I, I have an oath. I can't tell you the ma'le ashan. But this guy said, you know what? And as long as my family actually still existed and they were functional, so we wouldn't reveal it to anybody else. But, vachshav, take it. But be careful with it. And when I told Rabbi Akiva how I had received this, uh, the list of the Keterot from this person, he said, From now on, You're not allowed to, to to say negative things about them. In other words, it really was true that they were trying to protect it from falling into the wrong hands. But once they realized that their poss- the, the possibility of them being restored to their position." Was dwindling because the family was disappearing. So he said, "Fine, I'll give it to somebody who's going to protect it and is going to keep it safe." So he gave it over. So uh, Mikan, right? So so, so Amar, Rabia, Amar Ben As I said, from the, based on this, you could say, ko ucha, They will call you by your name. Meaning, don't worry if so, that, about other people competing with you, pushing you out of your place, dis you know displacing you, replacing you. Don't worry about that. They will call you by your name. They will put you in the proper position, meaning you'll always reach the position you were destined for. And they will give you what is really what you are really deserving of. Nobody else can take away what's really you really deserve. Okay. nobody gets to touch what is really set for their friend. And a kingdom will not touch another kingdom even by a hair's breadth. And that we learned that from you know the the idea that um, you know different kings they had to die at exactly at a particular time for the next king to rise up. Or Different, very precise uh, timing that one cannot take over for the other. So you shouldn't feel like oh somebody else is going to usurp your position. They're going to take your position. Whatever you're destined for, you're going to get. We talked about so some I, music. We don't believe that this honesty can happen, and somebody can be. Oh, so it'll, it'll be, be temporary. It's saying it'll be temporary. It'll be temporary. Only won't be eventually. Okay, that's it's saying. This whole thing was in Shekalim right? Yes, exactly. We said that before. We quoted that before. This whole thing, literally, the whole Amud practically was almost exactly word for word from Shikali. But it was quoted because the reason is that it's a Tosefta. So it's uh, the Mishnah and Tosefta is the same for both Yerushalmi and Bavli. So since there's not much added here from the Gemara itself, really, it's just quoting the Mishnah and the Tosefta. So they both quoted the Mishnah and the Tosefta. Those are both pre-Gemara texts. So they had the same. So they just quoted Yeah, so anyway, Ugras Levi, Tanya, Keshu Noten koloben ima, Machnis So it says that he would when he would when he would sing, he would put his thumb into his mouth. He would put his finger between the strings. What exactly between the strings? It sounds like according to Rashi it means a certain place on his face. He would position his fingers from the way that Rashi explains it, some people say it means in his mouth, he would put it like uh, in his throat, he would put his hand. I don't know if that, what that would be, but different interpretations of what it means, the Nimin, or it means an instrument that he had that he would put his fingers on when he put his thumb in his mouth. One way or another, he had some special trick, a musical trick. <inaudible> they would like be pushed back um, from, the loud, from, the, from the power of the sound, they would be pushed backwards the he had a special trick with writing. He could take four kulmusin, four pens, in his fingers, and if there was a four-letter word, back then a four-letter word didn't have the meaning that it has now, it was a good thing. He could write it at the same time. Right? So that was, that was a pretty uh, nifty trick. But he that do? sounds like I it's mean, his own talent. He, he could put, put yeah. He, apparently, teach. he could teach it. You know? teach? I think almost anything like that, unless it's like because he's double jointed or something, he would be able to teach it. I and mean, he could hold four pens at once and write. I guess, uh, write I guess, four four, four, letters. four, 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 letters. four. four different letters. P- sounds pretty right impressive. Hand. Yeah, oh, okay. I can do that too with typing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I can't do it like that. Um, but now with the pens, so uh, he didn't want to teach it. So uh, why don't you want to teach? He didn't have any good excuse for why he didn't want to share his... It was just a cool trick, and he wanted everyone... He was like those magicians that they don't want to share their secrets, right. you know? Yeah. Like when that guy had that show back in the... I think it was the early 90s uh, that they had that show where he was revealing all the magician secrets, yeah. you know? And it was, a, it was a big scandal, and all these... He was getting death threats. We're getting death threats from it because it was ruining their business. Like, why are you showing everybody what our tricks are? You know, we're ruining. And he said, "No, I, uh, it's not because they're paying me an enormous amount of money to make this show. That, that's not what I'm doing. It's the shame shemaim because I want to encourage you to innovate new tricks. You know, because we are using the same tricks for so long. We need mm-hmm. to we need to come up with new ideas. This will this will generate more creativity. It was only the shame Shemayim, of course. But it be yeah. a problem. Huh." Couldn't have been a sofa, it right? could. Why not? It's good. Yeah. So Riding a sefer Torah, you have to go like one. No, you one. don't have to. Kavanaugh you could do simultaneous. And you cannot do. With the shem hashem, you have to have special kavanah, But the shem hashem, let's say, is a four letter so he'll say leshem tushat hashem do four letters. It doesn't say you can't do four letters at a time. Right, so you I'm could. If if that were true, and you had to do, then you couldn't do out of order. Like with a mezuzah, you wouldn't be able. Right. You have to do in order. So I'm not sure if simultaneous would count. But in a sefer Torah, you doesn't have <laughs> to be in order mezuzah and tefillin has to be what's called kisidran the letters have to be which means you can't really fix tefillin or mezuzah because you can't write it out of order and if you have to go into them, unless it's the very last line they can erase the last few words and rewrite them but the rest of it you can't do because it would be out of order if but a sefer so Torah you don't I have that rule probably done it so it's going to be in the right order I don't know I would assume so but I'm just, the thing is like, I don't know if you write the shem Hashem, all four letters simultaneously is that considered in order so for a sefer Torah it wouldn't matter for some it wouldn't matter. For uh, I guess for for mizuzat filid, maybe you could say that it's the same as the right order, or maybe you would slightly delay it so that it worked out. It could be that he he knew what he was doing and he could time it. I have no idea. Maybe, you know, but uh, that would be the only place that would be an issue. In any case, everybody else, we could say, even the ones that we didn't like what they did that they didn't want to teach. At least we could understand they did it. The They had a reasoning, like, oh, I don't want it to fall into the wrong hands or whatever. They had a, they had a reasoning. But this one, he didn't have any good reasoning. But on Ben Kamzar and his, you know, the people like him, we say, uh, that uh, the, the name of the wicked should rot. In other words, uh, and now I don't know, it seems to me like what it's saying is the other ones, they had an excuse, so we're not going to be as harsh in judging them, but anybody like this who just has a special talent just doesn't want to share it because they want to monopolize it, that is he not considered... considered. He want to share his Could be, still. Um, why can't you... Uh, no, because he was doing Straight, something, he was doing a well? mitzvah. Well, yeah, he should have shared. Why not? Why, why keep it to yourself? You're going to write every single set for in the world? There's going to be other people too. Why not share? People, now, so I'm doing it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but they couldn't learn how to do it. They couldn't learn a trick. Yeah, they couldn't learn the trick. So uh, so now it says, My, What does it mean the name of the wicked will rot? That um, rust will go over their names. We don't use their names. In other words, you don't give those names to anybody else. We no longer will name after them. Okay, so Mativ Ravina. That's why you never heard of a guy named Ben Kanzar, you know, because they it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't name after Mativ Ravina. I Masabi Doeg Ben Yosef. That uh, that there was a uh, there was a uh, a story about Doeg Ben Yosef. That um, and this is a famous story that we learn usually uh, in the context of of Tisha Be'av. It's one of the Agadot that is mentioned uh, with uh, with Tisha Be'av. That it talks about the destruction of the Katan HaMikdash. That his father left him as a young child to his mother. Every day his mother would measure how much he had grown that day as he was growing up. And whatever he increased, she would give that, that weight in gold. Right, right. So it says she would measure him in t'fachim. So that sounds like, right, it sounds like it's talking about the, um, and then she would guess how much that, volume of gold would be in weight. That's because that's what, that's what Rashi says here. He says that how much did he grow in length, let's say, v'notenet mishkal omedet tosefet. She would, she would try to measure how much, let's say he grew an inch, so how much would this, this amount of gold weigh? That's the amount I'm going to give to the, oh, oh, the, oh, the oh. Betamikdash. It says, Mishkalo, so yeah, Ukshagavar Oyev, but when the, uh, the enemy, the Romans, uh, overpowered the Jews in, you know, and there was a famine, basically they were starving, that she ended up killing him and eating him. Like it says in the, in the Torah that one of the curses is that you're going to eat your children and this is a famous story that's brought in all mm-hmm. the Tisha B'Av. Yeah. That's why Yirmiyahu says if the women are going to eat their own children, uh, the ones that they brought up with such care, Right and uh, how could it be that Hashem you would allow women to eat their own children? Would you allow a kohen and a navi to be killed in the Bet Hamikdash? Yeah. In other words, it's talking about Zechariah who was both a kohen and a navi, and he was killed in the Bet Hamikdash in Yom Kippur. A famous story that they, they say that that's that that was the honor. In other words, if you you can't. Critique the immorality of the judgment of God when you're doing things that are so terribly immoral yourself. right? But the so, so that's the answer. In other words, how could? What was the question? The question was, do, we don't use the names of bad people. So how could you say that we don't use the names of bad people? Look, this guy's name was Doeg. Doeg is a bad guy in Sefer Doeg was the guy that uh, you know caused the massacre of Nov by by saying lashon hara about David. Or really not about David, but about the Kohanim of and claiming that they were uh, conspiring with David. So uh, so he was a bad guy. So you see that Doeg, but this guy's name was Doeg, this boy. So it says, ah, but you see what happened to him. So that's, uh, you know, oh, the, 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 okay. it's a bad name. You shouldn't give the names of bad people, right? Like, I'm pretty sure the name Adolf is no longer popular. Like, But if you go back to before Hitler's time, there are plenty of Jews with that name. They're playing Jews named Adolf. Actually it. Yeah, well, I'm sure there are. That, that goes without saying. But I'm saying those are. are Adolf, okay. I'm not talking about uh, Mishul Ga'im. But I'm talking. But I'm saying like before that name became notorious, associated with uh, one bad person. <laughs> right. Ishmael's time at the times of the Mishnah they used the name because they said Chazar Betshuva Besof Yamav Besof Yamavoch. Yeah, there was Rabbi Ishmael. I think that's because of the, the that's because of Islam, probably. That's because of the Muslims that they stopped using it. There was a there was also a uh, there was also a, uh, there, was also a uh, there was also a one rishon, a lesser known rishon, called Ibn Balam, like Bilam. There was, was Bilam. It was very strange. children <laughs> Huh? Yeah. Arya, That's now Arya, people Arya, do that yeah. now. The Israelis do this in order to be lahachis to show how yeah. secular they're. What you said, if they the revolt. Okay, it's not, yeah. it's the, the okay, it's you not, not as name. bad as Nimrod. Uh, the, no, Rabbi Yisrael, if if it's a person choser b'tshuva, he said he can keep the name. I know, a, I know, I know this leftist Orthodox rabbi supposedly who named this kid Omri. I'm like, do you o- know? Omri, o- 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 well, <a> <connection> no, but ave- No, they were I'm they... telling you. Okay? <laughs> Believe me. Omri was actually Omri, if you look at his, historically, he's one of... He was seen by the other nations as one of the most accomplished, successful kings of Israel, because from a, from a practical, from a secular standpoint, he, he did a tremendous amount, and all the Navi says about him is that he was bad. He was just bad. Totally <laughs> bad. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, but I, I know a guy's I know Orthodox Jew that's try you know, it's progressive. You know, guy says, I'm gonna, I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway... Um, he probably also is probably also saying that we should uh, show restraint in the uh, right now. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, anyway, do, that, that was Doeg. So, uh, so he says, at tzaddik that he he's, is remembered for what he does in his own right, but a wicked person could be even. Uh, even if he associated other wicked people influenced him, he would be con- he would be criticized. So, meaning, how do we get that? Because <inaudible> the remembrance of a tzaddik is for a blessing, but it says, but it says. Uh but how do we get So how do you know that a wicked person even if it's influenced by others because because it says Roshayim in the plural meaning even if the people are wicked around him and he's influenced by them he still gets uh, held accountable for that what it says not Ravina to somebody else really it's really Rav Hamnuna okay yeah so Rav Hamnuna really said Rav Hamnuna there was a certain rabbi that was saying over Agadot, and he said Minaha miltadam Rabbanan zechar tzadik levacha. What's the source for this idea of zechar tzadik levacha that the remembrance of a tzaddik is for a blessing? Malle, what are you talking about? zechar tzadik levacha midelaita. I'm sorry, zechar tzadik levacha. It's written zechar tzadik levacha. What do you mean? Where did they get it from? It's written in a pasuk. So what do you mean? Where did they get it from? So midelaita Where do we see it in the Torah? I want to know. Right? Zechar tzadik levacha is a is a is a pasuk. Where? It's in Mishlei. Yeah. Right yeah, no, no, I'm saying it's it's a pasuk in Mishle. So you're saying, what do you mean? What's the source? It's a pasuk. The rabbis didn't make that pasuk. So he's saying, no, no. In the Torah, where do you see it? Because in Parashat Vayira, when Hashem is going to tell Avraham about Sedom, what does he say? Shall I hide from Avraham what I'm going to do? And then it goes and praises Avraham about how great he's going to be. In other words, whenever it mentions a tzaddik, it mentions positive. Where do we get the thing that the rabbis say that the wicked, the name of the wicked should rot? What do you mean? That's the Passover. The pasuk in Mishlei Problem. says, "Right, right." I mean, But where do you see it in the Torah? Because it says that uh, that they the, when it's talking about the separation between Lot and uh, and and Abraham, it mentions they, they spread their tents out to Sedom, and then it says because it mentions Sedom, Shay Sedom. When it mentions that he, he spread his tent out all the way to Saddam, it's, then it mentions how bad the people of Saddam were. So you see the idea of that when we mention a great person, we mention their greatness. And when we mention a wicked person, we mention, or wicked people, we also mention how bad they are. We don't just allow the mention of the people to go without, I, I, without emphasizing how bad they are. They also bring this, uh, That doesn't mention it here, but another example they bring is Noach. Right, because it says, Eletodon is tadik. I mean, yeah. I have the and it says, Oh, you see, since they mentioned them, they mentioned I'm it. Your cup doesn't mean you're not going to mention it like, Yimach Shemo. It means to rot. It means that, that, that literally that's what it means. By, by, by saying something negative, you're keeping his name for Laga'a, but you're keeping the name. You normally say Yimach Shemo ve Right. You never I guess they don't Amalef. think that. What's the whole right. concept of Amalek? You just mentioned it. Lazar, Bielazar, Tadik Darbashir Shayim. A tzaddik could live between two rishaim, he doesn't learn from, from them. But you can have a wicked person who is around two tzaddikim, lives with two tzaddikim, and doesn't learn. Tzaddik, but you can worked for Achav and Izevel, and he didn't become bad, even though he worked for them. He became, he stayed a tzaddik. you can have a wicked person who lives with two tzaddikim. Zesav, Esav. was head Rivkan and Yitzchak, and he turned out bad. Rabbi Lazar says from the, the tzaddikim, you you learn the curse of the wicked and from the curse of the wicked you learn the blessing of the tzadikim in other words the two go together is what it means you always have one you never have one without the other when you have the, the blessing of the tzaddikim, you learn from it also the curse of the wicked because first of all when he's, Hashem is praising Avram and saying oh I know that he's going to command his children after him after him to do the way of Hashem Et and then right after that then it talks about how bad Sedom is so in other words it goes from the righteousness of Avraham and then it mentions how bad Sedom is and from the curse of the wicked then you go to the, always to the blessing of the righteous because it says that the, the people of Sedom were very wicked and that's talking about when Lot chooses to live with them but then it says and then it goes on to say how look all around you to the North and the south and the east and the west are going to have all of this land. So, in other words, the blessing of a tzaddik comes right after the mention of the curse of it's the, the wicked. So the two, yeah, there's always a contrast between the two. Now and then it says Amar Rabbi Lazar, but it says in the parentheses, "V'amar Rabbi Lazar." The world could be created even for one tzaddik. It says Hashem saw the light that it was good. So it says vayar elohim et meaning he kept the lights on in the world, so to speak. Kitov, because saw the good, and the tov means it's a tzaddik. Because it says, say a tzaddik is good. So the pasuk mentions that Sadiq is the definition of good, and so it says Hashem for one tzaddik would keep the world running. Rabbi Elazar also said anybody who forgets one thing from his learning he causes exile for his children. It says if you if you, if you, you because you forgot. The Torah of your God, I'm going to forget your children also. Now, of course, that doesn't have any connection to what we just read before. But since Rabbi Elazar is talking and he's bringing agadot, it brings that agada as well. That uh, that if you forget learning, they say a Mishakeach, It says a because a person who misha means means uh, active. In other words, he purposely, he purposely goes and right he makes himself forget. Meaning he gets involved in other things. He takes his mind purposely off of learning. He he, he doesn't try to remember it. A is against sholcheach. You're passive. You, you can't write you you don't you don't have control sometimes you forget things. But a means that you really set yourself up not to remember because you put your energies and your attention elsewhere. So of course you're gonna forget exile there though. because it says I'm gonna forget your children. He's saying your children are gonna to go to exile. That's what he's saying means. they also take him down from his greatness. ki asta because in uh, he said that you hated that's actually just the uh, beginning of that Pasuk the beginning of that Pasuk in Hosea, that uh, says you hated knowledge so now I I reject you from serving me in other words you're going to be lowered from your position of serving Hashem no Tzadik will leave the world until there's another tzaddik created to replace him because it says in Kohelet the sun shines and the sun goes down before Eli died, Shmuel was already in place to take over. So Hashem saw that there's not going to be that many tzadikim to go around over human history. So, so He made sure that they were evenly distributed in every generation. Not evenly, but distributed throughout the generations. It's because we, the pasuk we read, actually, in uh, that we read it on um, on uh, in, the haftarah of, um, of Rosh Hashanah, right? That's the, uh, the, the khana. Kilashem! Metzuke Eretz Vayashda Leim That Hashem has the foundations of the world and He placed the earth upon it. So and it's interpreting the foundations of the earth as meaning that tzadikim. In other words, Hashem made sure that there were enough tzadikim to sustain the world moving forward in each generation. Rabbi and it should say Vamar Rabbi Chava Rabbi Yochanan Afilu B'Shiel Tzadik Echad How it came? Even for one tzaddik the world will go on. Shneamar Vitzadik So Dolam Famous Pasuk That tzaddik is the foundation of the world. Rabbi Chia Dide Amar Rabbi Chia And what does it say in the in, in, in Side Rabbi Chaya Bar Abba, the idea he said his own thing because uh, every, what he said before was in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, but he said Me'acha from here Ragle Chasidav Yishmor Chasidav Tuba Mashma that it says Ragle Chasidav that Hashem guards the feet of the of the Chasidim uh, right and that sounds like uh, plural right it doesn't see so Ragle Chasidav he's saying Ragle like means Leregel. Because of like she says here Bishvil Bishvil Because like when Yaakov said to Lavan, Hashem Hashem blessed you because of me. So it's saying because of the Hasidim, he keeps the world going. But it says, Tuva Mashma. that sounds like it means more than one. Amarav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Chasidav, it's without the Vav, it's actually written without the Vav, which means that even Chasido, even one would be enough, you wouldn't have to have more than one. If a person goes through most of their years and he doesn't sin, he's not going to sin again. Because it says that Hashem will guard the feet of the uh, pious people. And ragle, they're taking it to mean in the, that his, he, the the his the fact that his his two legs, it's saying that because he uh, spent his, um, it's saying because raglay can also mean, Sofei chassidavishmur, the end of the, uh, the Hasid, meaning since he spent most of his life doing what's right, so also the regal, the end, Hashem will help him to get to the finish but line. Even though, door. yeah, I thought of that also. It, it, it doesn't is. quote the Perkei Avot. The Perkei says that even, you know, that a person you could know, say, yeah, it's a good question. I was wondering the same. I'm not sure what they do with that. How many people get to that point? Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. true. I guess he didn't do any hit at all. Maybe that would be different. The yeah. very Rabbi, Rabbi, if you have an opportunity to sin once or twice and you don't do it, you're not, you, you built up a resistance. you are going to be able to resist. Because it says chasidav it says the plural language. So once a person has shown twice that they can resist the temptation of a sin, they're not going to fall into it again. That says he is in a, the mockers. He mocks Hashem. Uh, you know that's David Melech. Uh, that's uh, oh no, this is from Mishlei, right? There, there's another similar pasuk in David Amelech's song, but this is a, this is one from Mishlei that says He gives he gives grace to the humble. He mocks those who mock. If a person wants to go into the, the way of impurity, Hashem will open it to them and let them go. Right, But if a person comes to purify, Hashem will help them. Right, If a person is selling both smelly bad oil and also balsam oil that smells good. The person comes in to buy neft, comes to buy gasoline, whatever, it's not really gasoline, but some bad smelling bad smelling. Yeah. So Measure it out for yourself. I don't want to get the bad smell on my clothes. You know, you, it's self service. You like to have it at the gas station here, you know, self serve. You do it. But if the guy wants to do it, he says, no, 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 I'll do it. I want to do it with you. So that I can also smell good from from measuring it out. So similarly, Hashem says, if you want to do bad, I'll open the door. You could go do bad. I'm not going to stop you. You have free choice. But if you're going to do good, I'm going to help you. Meaning I want to be part of it. Sin makes the heart of a person stupid. Right? means, uh, becomes foolish. Don't become impure. That's specifically talking about, uh, usually the, uh, that, that Pasuk is talking about the, uh, talking about the uh, forbidden foods that uh the per- and it says venit metem bam would literally means you will become tame from them but it's saying that uh obstructed. that right it becomes obstructed so it says alte the great venit ela venitam tem okay. you should you will become stuck you will become blocked and the blocking is, is saying foolishness tanuga banat uh, alte tamubam mitem bam adam mitame at smom mat mitamin if a person makes himself tame cuz it says alte tamubam venit mitem bam what does it saying it's saying the same thing twice. Saying don't become tame with it and you'll become tame with it. it, it what does twice. it mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> Why does it say twice though? It says just said don't become tame with it. What is the adding If you make yourself a little tame, you'll be more. Right, If you start making yourself tame from below, meaning you start you initiated on this world, so then it's that's gonna go from the you know, from above also. What is it? Right. But, meaning, if you, yourself, Shuhay? here on earth, no, no, yeah, milamala, they're gonna cause other things uh, to happen, uh. you're gonna get worse, right? If you do it in this world, it's gonna, then in the next world also, you're gonna be, uh, In other words, it, the, the actions that you do become magnified. That's what it's trying to say. You do certain actions, they become magnified. If you make choices that are bad, then it's gonna to lead to even more things. And if you, if you, you know, coming from above, and, and, uh, that you should be holy and you'll be holy. Again, it's another, it's like the opposite of it. Where it said, don't become tame, you'll be tame. Be, be, Make yourself holy and you'll be holy. <laughs> Same idea, in other words, but the opposite. If a person is mikadesh himself, he sanctifies himself a little bit in this world, that will help him to do a lot. If he's it, he does what he can in this world, they help him from above. Um... And, uh, and in this world, he's mikdash himself. He sanctifies himself in this world. And in the next world, he'll be raised up and sanctified as well. And that's done. We conclude all of these agadot. And Be'zor Hashem start the new prayer tomorrow. Wow.